Alright, friend, are you ready? I, I got a good one for you. I don't think you're going to get it, but we'll do so. I am a um, black actress. Mm-hmm. I was in a very known, I want to say 80s or 90s show. And I do voiceovers. That's all you're getting. Did she voice over Susie Carmichael? God damn it. Yes. I don't know what her name is. You gotta say her name. I've never known what her name is. Okay, describe her. She was in a different world, right? Yeah. Cree Summer. I thought you wasn't gonna get it. Girl, bye. Well, I have another one. You wanna try that one? Okay. Okay. I'm on a known show that ended this year. Um, I'm African American. And... I don't want to, oh, I, I got to figure out another clue. Um, you just and thought I died, you had it in the bag. And I died. And I died in the show. The other clue I have, I'll give it to you later, but you're going to get it. You One died thing. in the show? I died in the show. The show ended this year, and I'm African American. What station did the show come on? You got to pay money for this specific place. For this specific... Um, so Netflix. Could be. No, no, no. Okay. The clue again. I'm a black actress. Yeah. You know that. <laughs> I was in a show that ended this year and I died in the show. And then you have to pay money for... Orange is the New Black. No. I don't watch that show. Okay. I can give you another clue, but I want you to keep going. Oh, oh, oh. Ah! Ah, from Game of Thrones? Yes. I was going to be her for Halloween. I don't even know her name. Come on, you got to know her name. Well, okay, at least tell me the character's name. She was name. with the Unsullied okay, character so guy. Tell me the character's name. She was Queen Daenerys's. That's what, who I was for Halloween. What is her name? I don't know what her name is. Do you know her real name? No, but I know, know she's, a Brit- she's a British actress. My Sunday. That was the character's name. Yeah. Her name is Natalie. Um, uh, fuck. Natalie. See, you don't even know. Her name, her last name starts with S. Um, Samuel. Okay. Natalie Samuel. Have you ever seen the show Atlanta? Yeah. She reminds me of the black girl on it. Yeah. I always confuse those two except. They are so pretty with their curly hair. Yes. They, I always confuse the two. I just have to remember one is British and one isn't. Wait, are they both? Me. Are they what? I feel like they're both European. I don't know. Okay. All right. Whatever. All right, so we have a lot to get to today, friends. Yeah. Like I said, I ain't got nothing for you this, this week. That's sis. totally okay. And you know I had to bring it over to the animal kingdom. Here we go. Don't do that. All right, so a zoo in China, they've decided to swap roles. So instead of the animals being behind cages, the humans are humans are placed in this moving cage and they attach bait to it and the animals roam free, but we're in the cage passing through where the animals are. So like they jump up, they oh. feed off the cage, you can feed them there. Who the fuck told? Who thought of this? I don't know, but this- I would go. So, okay, I brought it up because you know I'm going to Thailand 
for my friend anniversary with my bestie Rohana. You did not tell me you was yes, going to Thailand. Next year, I've been trying to go because to Thailand. Thai is our favorite food. And okay, I've always, been trying to go to excuse Thailand. Excuse me, friend. No. Excuse me. Fuck your excuse. Anyways, me. there was a place there that I saw on Discovery Channel called Tiger Island. And I'm super fucking excited. And the tigers, they just roam around there. You can like feed the baby the tiger. I you can play with it. All that. Anyways. But could you, like, is that something that you would do? No, but I wanted to go to Thailand. I'm sorry, friend. I bring it up. Okay, let me ask you this. Are you someone who goes to the zoo or to the aquarium? I actually would like to do both. The zoo, I feel like it's a lot of fucking walking. But there's a lot of people who feel like zoos are inhumane. I know, and also aquariums. So I know there's always been a lot of controversy about, like, SeaWorld and how they, you know, mistreat the whales and the dolphins and things like that. But... Also, with the zoos, people are saying, I've seen, like, a lot of comments recently. People are saying, you know, you shouldn't visit them. They don't treat the animals properly. It's, like, it's torture to them to, like, you know, come there and, like, watch them as an exhibit and things of that nature and so forth and so forth. And I never really, I mean, for me, I look at it in the sense of that's my opportunity to learn. Mm -hmm. And... I would love to learn more about how they select what particular animals come there. Like, are they rescue animals that are there? Do they live out the duration of their life there? Are they just rehabilitated and then they're sent back into the wild? So I thought it was an interesting concept to be on the other end of the spectrum. And I know, like, we can go to the aquarium. Now, not to say that fish are stupid, but, well, smaller fish. A dolphin, I can understand. But remember I was explaining to you how I was watching, like, there was this documentary on the Discovery Channel about the Atlanta Aquarium. Mm-hmm. And there's a particular type of dolphin there. I think it's the great white shark. Or something, or it's a shark bigger than that. And they, you never see them in aquariums because they can't survive there. No matter how big the tank is, is that they're not used to being in captivity. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a, just a small tidbit for all you animal lovers out there. Um, but I would definitely do it, but I don't know if I would be the person sticking my goddamn hand out to feed them. Cause I told you when we did the alligator excursion in New Orleans, mm-hmm. niggas almost died. Compliments of the Asian woman who didn't listen to the instructions on the boat. So now you want to take your happy black ass. But I'm going to, I have a plan to sit in the middle so it can't, and I'm not going to reach out and I'm just going to sit on the floor and watch. First of all, I ain't sitting in a motherfucking place. Okay, I'm not sitting down. Yeah, I'm going to be in the middle. If I got to run, I need to stay in my ass. But you're in like, it's like a cage, but it's like on a truck. Do your husband have life insurance on you? (laughs) So you would never, like, if you ever went to, like, Kenya, you would never go on the safari? Disney has the Animal Kingdom safari. Yes, I would do that. Okay, but you're not even caged up. You not? No. Okay, so maybe we'll think about it. Okay, then. Well, I would do it if I was driving. Because then I would be able to, you know, step on the gas and go a little faster. In the New Jersey, at New Jersey, at their uh, Six Flags, there's a safari and you're going in your car. You're not supposed to ride with your windows down. But, like, I think I've heard that there's, like, giraffes and shit like that. They lick your window and stuff like that. Would you do that? Well, first of all, I feel like that's torture. Some poor animals. I drive like a grandma, so I wouldn't do nothing like that. I fuck around and yeah, kill one of them motherfuckers. I panic and kill them. Don't do that. Don't tell my business. Animals. 
Whatever, friend. Okay, so did you happen to watch the Soul Chain Awards? No. All right. I didn't even know what came on. I thought it was this coming Sunday, so whatever. I'm not really into the award shows. Not I anymore. used to be. Um, I'm sorry, but I've seen every Summer Walker meme. What happened? Okay, so, okay, we'll start with Summer Walker. So, Summer Walker, you know, as we discussed last week, she was going, she has this anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, she wanted to accept her award. I think it was for maybe Best New Artist or something of the sort. And her speech was very, she looked very awkward. But people were questioning, um, and she was saying it was her social anxiety or, you know, whatever, this, that, and a third. But people are questioning, is she faking it? Because they said, you used to be a stripper. So how was it that you were a stripper, but you get on stage and you have no presence and you have this social anxiety? So, and then she went on this like long, like Instagram rant about it and like mothers and black women and da 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 and all this and so forth and so forth. Do you think she's faking? I mean, who is to say that she doesn't have social anxiety, but if I, if I'm out here and my job is to entertain and make money, shaking my ass and I have to be pleasant and talk to you, I'm going to do what I got to do to make my quick buck so I can go home and feed my motherfucking self. But you're essentially feeding yourself when these people are coming out to the shows to see you. That is true. So you either stay your ass at home. No, no. No. I disagree. You pay the money to come see me sing. I didn't say I wanted to do a meet and greet. I didn't say I wanted to hug but no taking, ass. But taking out the meet and greet. Okay. Taking out the meet and greet. I don't want to just see you stand there like this, like you're in elementary school, hold, hanging on to the mic. She doesn't give a show? She's, she just stands in one place? She, like, she looks very... I have to send you the video of her when Usher, when they did the song mm-hmm. Come Through. And granted, she is a new artist, and it could have simply been a situation where, you know what, I want to just make my music, I want to go on about my business. But it's brought into a lot of discussion about how we interact on social media, how behind our phones we can be this one persona, and then in person we're completely, the complete opposite. Yeah, that's called a Twitter gangster. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have can, to... You can say whatever you want over social media, but then when you get in the front and present of the person that you're referring to or talking mm-hmm. about or whatever, you have nothing to say. All I'm just saying is keep the same energy. I mean, I, I feel like I would be nervous having to get up on stage, period, to take an award, yeah. and I'm being filmed and, and things she of that nature. She um, what is it called? Because I, I'm not one of those people who need that. Um, speaker, per, um, what is speaking in front of a lot of Public speaker. And that's Vegas. fine. <clears throat> people at work, like I was talking to maybe like seven people at work, and then all of a sudden they looked at me, and I was like, no, please don't do that. Like I know I'm talking. Oh but yeah. Please look away. I can't. I can't do that. Just like at the meetings when I when we used to work together, and everybody would turn their head and look at me. Like, no, and I get that, do that. But I feel like I don't know. Like I listened to the Joe Budden podcast, and they were going to depth about Summer Walker, and he was saying, Maul was saying, in the today's day and age or whatever, he says it's like we're allowing this social media, whatever this persona to take over, that when it comes down to when your fans are contributing to you having your money, having your success, when I pay my money and I'm contributing to put money in your pocket, I'm expecting when you get there that I'm expecting a show. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear about your social anxiety at that particular point in time. And I selfishly, as a fan, kind of agree on that. No, I do agree. That's what I was saying. If she's not giving a show, then... That's a totally different story than her having social anxiety because I have anxiety every single day. First of all, I hate fucking grocery shopping. 
I don't like being around a whole bunch of motherfucking people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I hate that. Just like I hate public speaking. Mm-hmm. Even if it's people I know. I don't like the I don't like all eyes. But there's a difference when it's your job. I get it. But maybe she just like you said, maybe she just yeah. wanted to make her music and not not necessarily be that underground artist. Mm-hmm. She wanted to be popping, but she didn't wanna go on tours and yeah. those, are, those are some that you have some artists that don't want to tour. Yeah. And essentially I think some artists only tour to make additional money or like um new edition not mm-hmm. to say to stay relevant but to make more money because they're not popping anymore right they tour so that's yeah. essentially more money so maybe she's not one of those people that want to do that i just feel like the the, the correlation for me is this you were a stripper you used to dance however and that's a performance in itself. Yeah. Like, you know, that's a show in itself. Um, but maybe she went on stage and she was dancing and she had the liquid courage. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. She might have been high as a motherfucking pipe like I was on Saturday. <laughs> Shout out to Green Label. Thank you. Okay. Because you had me feeling like I was melting into my mattress. And Is that it, a it good thing? It sounds bad, but it really was good. I was just like, damn. Is this life? And you had like, lots of laughs. Yes. See? Like, all I did was fucking laugh at everything. Make sure you guys go ahead and check them out, okay? Please do. Thank you. Um, speaking also of the awards, my girl, DC Native, Ari Lennox. She looked bomb she in that motherfucking dress. She did. And okay. apparently, Summer Walker dressed her. Okay? She styled her. But anyways... Um, there was a category, I think it was for best new R&B album or something like that. And then the categories were her, the artist, her, which I fucking love. I, love I fucking stand her. She's amazing in concert. Um, what's that girl? Lizzo, mm-hmm. Ari Lennox, and a couple of other people. Long story short, Lizzo ended up winning and Ari Lennox went on this rant and she was saying, you know, how she felt snubbed and she felt like, you know, she was expecting that for other awards, uh, other award shows she says however for the soul train award she said she felt like she was snubbed she felt like she should have won that award she put her heart and her soul into it um everything that she had into it and she felt that she should have won it what was the what was the category i think it was like r&b like contemporary r&b album or something like that okay it's good i know man it's a dumb question contemporary and soul artists to me i see lizzo more as a pop Star? Uh, the same. Versus them a soul artist. But then again, that wasn't the category. So I'm trying to distinguish between the two. Like, what is the difference between the two? Because then I can see why she felt snub. Because like I said, to me, I see Lizzo as a pop star, pop star, R&B mm-hmm. artist or whatever. And Ari Lennox more as a soul, R&B soul artist. Oh, I'm sorry. The award was for Soul Train's album mixtape of the year. Okay, so I just okay. Let me just say this about the award, the award shows. Whenever, I, okay, so one reason I don't like the BET Awards is because BET I felt like they just throw anybody in things. Like they would literally have like Nicki Minaj and Creation in the in the category, and you'd be like, what the fuck. Yeah, she like was, what? Like what the a fuck? A couple years, Nicki Minaj went up against a couple. I'm not gonna say a couple of unknown rappers, but not even that. But to, but rappers to where it was it was comical. Like what the fuck? Right. I will definitely say that, and I feel like a lot of times what I've learned about these because you know the Grammy nominations have just come out, mm-hmm. and I think Lizzo was nominated for maybe like seven or eight Grammy. Shout out eight. to her. 
Oh, eight, excuse me. Yes. Eight. But I feel like it's a political thing, and I feel like it's definitely a popularity contest amongst... Let me say this before you finish your thought. I feel like the music industry is... If it's beneficial Political. to a person, if you're able to cross, cross over, over. Exactly. if you're not able to exactly. cross over, you stay in one category, mm-hmm. and that's unfortunately the BET Awards. But if you're able to cross over, you can do Oscars, you can do Grammys, you can do American Soul Train, yep. American Music Awards, Nickelodeon's Teen Nick Awards. Like, you can go so many places. Right. So I think she was smart and played her cards right, the way she distributed and did her music. So, so me personally, I'm not crazy about Lizzo. Like, shout out to her. Like, I like the song. It had to grow on me. Mm-hmm. But she's just not my vibe, and that's okay. Um... But I feel like she's going to go at, like, that's like the year that Macklemore and Kendrick Lamar are in the same category, and they completely fucking snubbed Kendrick Lamar. Oh, my gosh. And I was just like, fucking Macklemore. However, you have to think about what award show it was. Who are, who's on that panel? Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's one of those things of who's sitting in the judging room, number one. And I feel like Lizzo, and, like, I don't know why you would put... Lizzo in the same category as Ari Lennox and her. They're two com- they're completely left fields of genre of music. Right. Yes, they are a black woman. However, they're two different extremes. Yeah. So I'm not going to say I don't feel like it was appropriate, but I'm not surprised that they gave it to her. However, I feel like humble think- yourself, Ari. I, I also You did get like nominated. Lizzo is more known. Yes. Her songs are in movies. Her songs are in on commercials. So she's more marketable. Yes, which which I do and agree. I'm not, and I'm not saying Ari Lennox isn't, but I'm just saying she's a different this, vibe. Right at this point in time, she's more marketable and she's able to cross over. So that's I'm not gonna say that's why she got it, but to me that's why she. Got it's it. a popularity contest, and always, that's essentially what it is. That. But I feel like Ari. So she just came out, mm-hmm. and I'm not discrediting. Well, she's not. She didn't just come out. She well, she just to... came out. What's quote unquote mainstream, mm-hmm. and that's what she was saying. But I feel like it is a political thing, and I I feel like it's a popularity contest. But I feel like you look like a sore loser, mm-hmm. and I just feel like you know everything doesn't deserve a comment. Yeah. Um. But that just goes into another thing. She kind of gives me that entitled Wale vibe. And you know how I feel about Wale, which also correlates to how I feel to the people of the DMV area. We can be a little entitled in this area, but let's conversation for another day. Well, I actually feel like Wale has fallen off. Like, he was hungry in the beginning. He was making good music. He Sorry, was, y'all. It was, it was bops after hits. And then now it's just like... I feel like I don't think that I feel like he's always done poetry and I don't think there's anything wrong with that but I definitely felt that Wale has felt entitled and I feel like if nothing else as an artist you have to be likable across genres not even just musically a personality wise people have to like you people have to fuck with you people have to want to know you people have to have an interest of you and I just feel like Wale has just and there's nothing wrong with being in tune with yourself there's nothing wrong with that as a man as a black man but I feel like People don't want to be around you when you're going to throw a temper tantrum if somebody doesn't agree with you or whatever the case. Like, nobody wants to be around that. And I feel like his persona has clouded him so much to where I don't want to fucking hear your music. Well, 
there was a time, and I'm not sure if it still is, but he was depressed. So all of his music was very depressing. As a lot of artist music is. No, no. When you think of rap, do you think of depressing lyrics? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. I was getting more depressing vibes from Wale than I've ever gotten from anybody. Then again, necessarily, I don't really listen to... This is going to sound stupid. I really don't listen to a lot of the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Like, I might bop to the song. Yeah, yeah. I'm not really listening or focusing on the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Until you get to Wale and it's just like, oh, I'm sad, I'm But crying. he's poetic. He's he, Music is therapy, but I just feel like Wale's... He's not my cup of tea. He I feel like his sense of entitlement, and I've just heard numerous stories and knowing people that have known him personally, and literally I was at work, and at our job that we worked at, at mm-hmm. the hotel, we didn't work at the hotel, but I was at a hotel for a meeting, and he was over there causing a scene, cutting the fuck up. And I was just like, yo, that's crazy. Like, that doesn't even surprise me. Like, why? About nothing. Like, Why? And you wonder why people say what they say about you. And I have, I know someone who works, who's into, uh, she's a publicist. And he's on the label. And she would just story after story of him just cutting up. And it's just like, yo, like, come on. And then you wonder why people, you can have the best music of all. And you could be saying some real shit. But ultimately, this is a popularity contest. This business is. And if people don't fuck with you, they don't fuck with you. Because of that. So, girl, you know I can go off in a hole about that, child. Don't get me don't get me started. But did you hear about since we were kinda on the subject of Lizzo, she's being sued by the girl that she posted a picture of um I wanna say it was Uber Eats. So what was that what was what was the story about that? So she ordered Uber Eats. Uh-huh. The food didn't come. Uh-huh. Lizzo did a screenshot of the picture of the girl, put a cap put a status on Twitter and was like Hey, Uber Eats, Tiffany, whatever, stole my food. She should, that girl should sue her. It's one, now, Uber, y'all don't fucked up a couple times. Now, I definitely, I can piss me the fuck off, you tweet, but you don't ever post anybody's picture, especially with that platform, especially, and there was probably she a meal that it. was, she but it doesn't it. matter, it's too late, it's yeah. too late, it's too late. You knew better than that, and that's what I'm going to say about that. You fucking do better than that. Stop it. All for a meal that was thirty dollars and something that you probably didn't fucking eat anyways. Stop it, sis. So what? I think her name is Tiffany. It's either Tiffany or Brittany. Mm-hmm. Um, she ended up saying that she didn't have a room number because she was dropping the food off at a hotel, and she tried to call Lizzo a couple times and she didn't answer. Right. So I've never. I'm assuming the company. She reached out to the company and the company told her to leave. But I've had times where. Niggas was outside my door. Never called me. And that's what I'm saying. And that's when I said, I said, now they have, I have had issues and things, whatever it is before. But my thing is, you don't go, it's one thing to complain about the service. But it's another thing to go and put somebody's face on blast. And it's not like. You ain't never do something like that back in high school? No. Never? No. So your petty ain't set up like my petty. My petty is, well, I used to pray that things would happen. But I don't do that anymore. Oh, you're praying. Yes, but but you no, but I, but no, but I say this, but I say this, and it's not to say that if, now if somebody was just upright, nasty, and disrespectful, or whatever the case is, and if me, I only have like a hundred followers, fine. But Lizzo, you are Lizzo. Yeah. Okay. 
You probably got this girl banned or whatever it is from her job because, you know, they're not going to want her there, whatever it is. You didn't have to do that. That's like when um, Nicki Minaj had called somebody out. I forgot who it was. We had talked about it however long ago. Nicki Minaj had called somebody out, and it was a big issue. Like, why would you do that? And then they were going, and they were attacking the girl and all this other stuff or whatever the case. Like, it wasn't necessary. Yeah. And Lizzie, you probably ain't need it. And whenever my Uber order is messed up, I say, Alex, you probably didn't need it. Because it's 11 o'clock at night. You don't need Uber Eats. I but I get frustrated hungry, in the moment. You're hungry. You're hungry. I get and it. You, you know when your food is getting ready to get here and you track it. That's like, ooh, five minutes away. I got my taste. Yes, and I have to call them. And I, I be, girl, I'll open up that door. I'll be waving them down. Everything. Oh, yes. Hmm. I know that's right. So in our local news... There's been a lot of reports about abductions in Prince George's County, Maryland. Not even in PG, just... Just in general. In general, like, what the fuck is going on? So, apparently, people are saying that behind Prince George's County, Mall, I saw someone post someone with a white vehicle. It could either be a GMC or what I forgot what the other one was. And they're literally, like, they're not even trying to be discreet anymore. Um, but they're saying, like, to women, you know, men and women, you know... Don't be out there past night by yourself walking behind the place. But remember that time that I told you, I don't think this was, well, I, did I tell you when I was in the grocery store? No. So, so it's funny because literally the week before I had read someone say at Wheaton Mall, um, these two women were dressed up in hijabs or whatever it is and they kept trying to talk to her and they were asking about God, oh, just come with us, oh, just come with us, da 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 And she went and she spoke to the security and the security said, we've been having complaints about them and we think it's sex trafficking. So I was in the grocery store at Giant and I saw this couple in there this man and this woman, and then they came up to me. You know how, like, the Jehovah's Witness will come to your door mm-hmm. or whatever it is. But they were talking to me, so I, and me just listening to what I read online about, like, what you should do. They were asking me questions about, like, God and this, that, and the third. And I thought to myself, I said, okay, you don't have no grocery cart with you. You ain't picking up nothing. And the entire time that I've been in this store, you two have been walking around and ain't picked up shit. You ain't picked up shit. Y'all ain't about to snatch my ass because like, oh, come out here, whatever it is. But apparently, like, they're coming out. But something in me just, like, my spirit didn't feel right around them. And I was just like... Now, I'm all for Jesus and all that other stuff, yada, 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 this, that, and the third. But I had to look at my context clues, and I can only imagine, like, let's say I was walking outside on the street, and someone decides they want to come talk to me, and they snatch me up or whatever it is. And when I I used to think of sex trafficking, I would think of, like, just foreigners or whatever the case is. But the fact that they're seemingly to be doing this in broad daylight... Mm -hmm. And they're not giving a fuck? Not at all. That's scary. Oh, by the way, you're going to watch me walk to the door? Yeah. Actually, you're going to I actually always do. You're going to walk, you're going to stand? Girl, I actually, I always do. Really? Yeah, I always do. I've always, like, whenever I drop somebody off, like, I wait until they get in the house. Mm -hmm. Turn your key, let me see you go in and turn your light on. I need to see that the door is open. I need you to turn on the light. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be like, all right, you in there? Okay, good. Let's go. Um, did you ever, when you were younger, used to just walk around at night by yourself, like trying to be hot shit? Yeah. I used to walk from, so I don't know if anybody, I don't know, I'm pretty sure you, you might know. Southern Avenue. You know what Southern Avenue is? I need landmarks. Okay. Technically, that is a, a landmark. 
So I used to walk from the borderline of Southeast D.C. Mm-hmm. They have a train station called Southern Avenue. And I used to walk all the way home, which was maybe, I don't even know, walking distance, a good 15 miles from Southern Avenue to Oxen Hill. Behind mm-hmm. Oxen Hill oh, I remember School. you were saying that, yeah. I used to walk. Being fast and niggas would be like blowing their horn. You want to ride? You want to ride? Sometimes I'll take it. Hot in the pants is what they used to call it. Right. Being fast. Right. And I I would never do that shit now. These are different fucking times. Yeah. I think it's too. It's just like when I think back, like I'll be walking in the neighborhood. Like I remember one day, like it was just late and I was just walking. It was like, and cool, like pulled up and he said, what the fuck are you doing? He said, are you trying to get snatched up out here? He said, somebody will snatch you up, and I'm not going to know where you are. He said, Get not, let's go. He said, we said, we're not doing this no more. He said, your ass always want to walk around somewhere talking about something. I need to be outside. I need to get. He said, you're going to get snatched up one day, Alex. Stop. But now, I think about it, it's crazy. And then when I used to work at the high school, which was near PG, mm-hmm. PG Mall, like, girls were getting, like, there was, like, there's a heavy, like, uh, gang activity in that area. Mm-hmm. And, like, they were saying, like, you know, women were getting raped along the trails and the kids would skip school all the time. So now when I think about it, I'm just, like, I hope that they're, especially with this, especially since they're finding that it's localized in that particular area, I hope that they're taking better precautions for it. I hope. I hope so. But I feel like if somebody kidnapped me, they would bring me back. No, they wouldn't. I'm annoying. You are, but no, they wouldn't. But I also like to feel like, one thing that I try to do, I try to act like I'm low-key, like, I'm about it, like I'm with the shits. So that's, that's why I always say, like, when you go places that you aren't familiar with, don't never look like a tourist. And when I first moved to D.C., someone told me that when I take the metro, look like you've been on the metro before. So I used to be trying to squint, trying to squint to see the thing because I didn't want nobody at I'm good. I know where I'm going. I'm fine, thank you, because I didn't want anybody, like, trying to, like, get me or fuck with me or anything like that. I was trying to be aware of my surround and look like I belong there. Okay. So I'm thinking I'm going to invest in a taser. Because even even though I'm not out and about like that, if they're snatching people in broad daylight, I got things to do. I don't have time to be snatched. I don't. I don't got time for that. And then, on, not even the sex trafficking thing, because that's a big thing too, but people are getting snatched for their organs. Our organs are the yeah. most valuable fucking things now. So mm-hmm. you, we could be snatched for sex trafficking or for niggas trying to take our organs and put it in other people. Hello. Sell them on the black market. Mm-hmm. I saw them on SVU. But just some safety tips. Um, when you are walking outside, do not have your headphones in. Make sure that you can hear. Be aware of your surroundings. Walk in uh, lit areas. Um, ladies, please walk in groups of two or more. You know what I do? I used to walk with my headphones in, but nothing was ever playing. So I used to like to hear what people would say around me. That mm-hmm. way if I know if I needed to speed up, I needed to run. But it looks to you like I'm not paying attention. And that's all I need. I need you to think that I'm not paying attention. Mm-hmm. But I know what the fuck you're doing. I always wonder that like with those where a woman and it always tends to be a, a non-melanated woman. I don't know why. But they like to like go running in the morning, like early in the yes. morning. And these bitches don't get In finished. the woods, in the parks. No, but they do. Like, right up and down Sligo Creek, they're always being found. Really? Yes. I don't need no early morning job. I'm good. 
If that's the case, we gonna get a fucking treadmill. You wanna jog? Take your ass. I'll take your ass to the fucking gym. But anyways, in more local news, okay, this is funny, but it's not funny. Did you see the video of the teacher? Yes. Okay. So I want to. You go ahead on your part, and I'll tell you what I know. Okay. So there was a teacher in Prince George's County. She was teaching at Largo. I believe her first. I'm not sure if it's her first name. Her last name is Nori. But anyways, um, an altercation broke out between her and the student. In the video, you see the student, like, walk by and she, like, bumps. She bumps the woman. She bumps the teacher. And apparently the altercation began because the teacher called the mother, the student's mother the night before. Mm. And apparently what we've learned is that the teacher did call for backup. However, they never came. And apparently there were a few other instances with the student and the teacher before. Mm-hmm. And when she called for security, they did not come. She was arrested. However, she did end up. She was arrested on Friday, and she wasn't released in, out of jail until Monday. Um, and I saw the superintendent get on TV, and she was saying, you know, she was an educator for thirty years, and she says they never had a training on how to de-escalate a student. There's a lot of comments saying, like, you know, the teacher snapped, and there's a big argument of was the teacher appropriate in her actions or not? And the juvenile and the student was also arrested on juvenile charges. What do you think? So, where I work at, my co-worker's daughter is actually in that classroom. Mm-hmm. In the video. Mm-hmm. So, what you don't see is the first 10 minutes of the girl disrespecting the teacher. Mm-hmm. All, all year long, Mm-hmm. She's been disrespected from all the teachers. Well, that's what everyone, the news all, outlets have been saying. Yeah, from all of the kids because she looks so young. Yep. So they constantly disrespect her. The girl, like you said, bumped she into She was her. big and that girl, yeah. I, I was confused. Bumped into her and stepped on her foot and she, the teacher swung and hit her. Like they were fist fighting. They went back and forth. They were fighting. But... The main issue here for me, somebody brought a gun into the school. The same day? The same day. Mm -hmm. A student brought a gun into the school with weed. So it's not even, to me, the whole article that's cool. I'm not saying it's cool, you know, to put your hands on anybody, but let's focus on why this child has a gun in the school. The little girl brought a gun to school. Not the little girl, another student. Right. So the... Parents are more upset about the gun being in the school. And like I said before on this podcast, I feel like they need to install um, metal detectors. Like, I again, I worked at a high school and there were maybe like two or three incidents where students brought guns to school. Mm-hmm. However, this is what I'll say. When something... So sometimes when things would happen at the school, like if it was like a huge fight or a big... Whatever it was, they would send a letter home to the, to the parents. If it was something that didn't necessarily get around the school, they didn't send a notice home. Mm-hmm. And I remember being in high school, and I found out because the girl was in my classroom, but this girl's boyfriend brought a bunch to school, and he threatened to shoot someone for touching his girlfriend's butt. But nothing went on. I only found out about it because the girl was in my classroom. So let's go back to the fight. I know you have a friend that's a teacher. Mm-hmm. Couple of them. Yeah. Um, 
So let me just say this. Um, Do you think the teacher was wrong? I think that's a a great area. I don't think a teacher should put their hands on a student. At the same time, you can't expect me as a teacher to raise your fucking child. Mm -hmm. Respect starts at home. Mm. And if you can't teach your kids how to respect you, how the fuck am I supposed to get your child to respect me? Mm-hmm. Okay? So I'm not here to teach your child the fundamentals of respect and what happens if you don't give me respect. That's your job as a parent. hmm But when I come in and I'm... First of all, they're underpaid as fuck. Okay? Yeah. These teachers are underpaid, overworked, and then they got to deal, what, eight, nine hours with your motherfucking-ass child? With a badass fucking attitude? Mm-hmm. And you think, I'm not going to snap? Do you think they should take her teacher's license from her? No. It's going to be hard for her to get another job. I don't think they should take it. I think... I don't think they should take it. Me, personally. So, I went to the... De- I went I had a dentist appointment the other day, and they were talking about it. And one parent... One lady was there. She worked there, and her child is 14. And she says, I think it was totally inappropriate for her to do that. And the other woman was saying, she has kids too. She says, no, I would have whipped her ass too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this. I feel like, and again, just being that I worked in the school and, you know, I was a smart ass kid too. Like, I cut up in class too sometimes. I have said this from the beginning. If you don't discipline your kids at home, the world is going to discipline them. Mm-hmm. Period. Point blank. I have said this a million and one times. You would think that I was a fucking teacher myself. But they are underpaid and over-fucking-worked. Period. And it's not a situation where it was like an elementary school mm-hmm. teacher, like an elementary school child, you know, and maybe I have a little high degree. No, these kids in high school, they're 16, 17, 18, sometimes 19. The motherfuckers can be plus. there until they're 21 years old, mm-hmm. to be quite frankly with you. And all all variety of age ranges are in there. That's Let's just be clear about that. I feel like the schools put so much pressure on these teachers, like, you have to raise your kids because it's them same kids that, unfortunately, who they don't respect you at home. They don't respect the teacher. They don't expect authority. Exactly. And they're not afraid of these police or whatever it is. And the next thing you know, it's a, well, the police did this to my child and da 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 And they locked up and free this person to free. No, no, no. Not even that. Or they could be, well, we're trying to sue the, the I'm police trying to department sue the school. because they were wrong for, for shooting my kids. I don't kid. want nobody touching my child. Don't talk to my child like this. Da, 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 da. Okay, but where were you when your child was being disrespectful all those other times? Exactly. That too. And you know your child. You yes. know how your fucking child is. Okay? Yes. That's one thing. I was terrified of my mother. I wish a teacher would have called Monique Moss and said Arshea was doing something. Couldn't Girl. Because my, she was my mother up. told me if she ever had to leave her good government job to come and get me, yes. that was going to be the end of my life. Yeah. And I believed every word of it. So I made sure she stayed yeah, her happy just, ass at work. And, I'm, and I feel like, and even being in a human situation, like the teacher snaps. And I feel like, unfortunately, you are seeing this happen more and more often. Mm-hmm. Um, where you are seeing these teachers who have... This ed- this woman wasn't educated for very long, but you were like like that teacher who was he was about to retire. He had like a year or two before he retired, and the student was calling him racial slurs or whatever it is. And that teacher whooped his fucking ass, mm-hmm. whooped his ass, okay, whooped his ass. Now I don't care how professional I am or whatever it is, 
You only gonna get crazy with me, but so many times. Now, when it comes to racial slurs, and a child is calling you these racial slurs, but you've outlived them, oh, I ain't got nothing to fucking lose. But not even. But I think too. Like, and granted, like this two sided spectrum. You have yes, we don't know what these kids, what kind of baggage these kids are coming to school with. I get that. But you also don't know when you have this overworked, underpaid teacher who is sometimes at work till six or seven o'clock at night, dealing with your kids, making sure this is good, going home, take care of their family, still having a grade papers, do lesson plans. They're tired, they're stressed out, and they come up in there. The last thing I want to do is fucking argue with your. Undisciplined ass. That's it. And she snapped. And I think it's unfortunate. And I think the school should be held responsible for that because I have seen situations in which, like, the security is taking a fucking time. Okay? (coughs) The teacher has told, you know this student is a problem child and they're not appropriate for this classroom setting. And yet they've been allowed to be in there. And then when they fucking snap, like, the protection is there for the students. Where is the protection for those teachers? And that's why we have teacher burnout. And that's why we're having such a difficult time in getting educators. That is why. So I think... She shouldn't have lost her job, and I felt like if that girl thought she was big, like, you, you're not going to nudge me, bitch. Yeah, you're not going to do that. I don't think I would have reacted now. I'm, I would never have thrown the first punch, Right. me personally, but this is me not being frustrated at the moment. But I feel like everyone has their breaking point. I feel like everyone has their tipping point, and I just hope that the school takes this or the education system takes this as a – something as a learning tool because this is happening too often too often now and at some point you cannot like you have to discipline your kids at home it is not the teacher's job to come up there and do this it is not the teacher's fault that your kid cannot control themselves in the classroom i have to stop what i have to do because this one child can't get their shit together and then it's just, well, my kid did it. No, your kid don't need to be in this fucking classroom. You can't conduct yourself. You don't need to be in here. Like I said, you know your child as a parent. You know the fucking foolishness that they, the hard time that they fucking give you at home. So what the hell makes you think that when they get to the classroom and in school that they're going to respect me if they don't fucking exactly. respect you? Exactly. And I'm going to just leave it at that. And I just, I hope she doesn't lose her job. Um, there's a reason why I personally am not in the classroom. Because I'm going to forget. I'm a professional. I'm going to forget. And I can't control that if I forget. Okay? Um, I wanted to ask you really quickly, what do you think about Friendsgiving? First of all, I want to do one. Mm -hmm. But it never works out. And you had sent me this article about um, a lot of people preferring Friendsgiving over over regular Thanksgiving. And I am one of those people. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm not going to say I don't like my family, but I don't like them niggas. I've never had a per se Friendsgiving, Mm -hmm. but I understand. I prefer a friend gathering over, and I love my family, but over like a traditional family gathering. I agree. I think, number one, because we're all the same age. Right. We're relatable. We're, we're all relatable. We're all the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, not Aunt Becky sitting here asking you why you ain't got no man. I just, and, no right. Man. I just also just feel like it's just more fun. Yeah. I was telling my mom, I was saying to her, I said, like, I love being around the family and stuff. I said, but I remember being younger, and I was a little bit older than my cousins. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have anybody to really, like, Talk to. Talk to or relate to or whatever it is. 
I didn't even know why I'm an adult. It's just kind of like we're still all in these different age ranges and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was telling my mom, I said, I've always wanted, I said, like, holidays to me aren't the same. Number one, I'm not a little kid. So, like, Christmas is not as exciting to me or whatever the case is. I said, but I told her, I said, like, when I, my ideal, my, my adult goal is, is that when I do have my own home, when we do buy a home, I want to, for Thanksgiving, spe- Christmas specifically, the day before, everybody come over, wear your pajamas, and we'll do, like, a game night then. That would be cute. I want to do an ugly Christmas sweater party. So yeah, like, either... I, that's what I Either an ugly Christmas sweater party or we do a game night and everybody come over, like, we drink. Not that I drink, but, you know, everybody come over, y'all drink. We have food. We cook together. Mm-hmm. And then we go to sleep, whatever it is. We wake up in the morning and then all I want to do is just open the gifts or whatever it is, have breakfast. And I want to binge watch TV all day. That's all I want to do. I want to get dressed. I don't want to go to nobody's fucking house. Yeah. I want to do all that shit. I'm not doing none of that shit this year. I'm actually thinking about buying matching pajamas for me, the kids, and... You know, Josh, and we just sit in the fucking house. Watch the kids, open and gifts. I, I cook. So Christmas morning, I do a big breakfast for everybody. Because mm-hmm. everybody wants to come and see the kids open gifts. Cool. They open their gifts. I'm going to fucking eat. So I'm going to make a big-ass breakfast for everybody that's here. Mm-hmm. We do after breakfast. That, after that, I go sit down and everybody else cleans up. And then that's it. I just feel like holidays are... Because I live out of state for my family, mm-hmm. I feel like holidays are more stressful than anything because it's just like I have to travel to get there. Yeah. And then I have to go to multiple people's houses. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, and then I don't fucking feel like helping out. Nor do I want to feel like waiting to eat the food because so-and-so took forever to get there to the goddamn house. Mm-hmm. So now we got to wait. We got to save some for this person. And I don't believe save stuff. If you didn't get there when it was ready, that's your business. This is how I feel about it personally. Um, but then it's just always, holidays for me is always a lot of running around. Mm-hmm. And I end up being more tired. So I don't enjoy the holidays. Holidays now that my mom has passed and it's been now four years, mm-hmm. I've been stepping up in that mommy role mm-hmm. where now I'm trying to get my sisters. I'm, I'm not really close to my sisters, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to get my sisters more involved. I want the kids to come over. I want it to be a family unit because essentially I have my own family, but I want all of my family there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I invite them over. My sisters, one of my sisters is coming for Thanksgiving and her boyfriend mm-hmm. and their kids, they're coming over for Christmas and uh, for Thanksgiving, sorry. They're coming over for Thanksgiving. They're helping me cook. So I'm excited for this year because we got jumbo Uno cards. I'm getting ready yes, to Yes, like have it be fun. Right, I'm getting ready to order some jumbo um, Jenga. Mm. And then, um, of course, there are going to be a couple edibles. Mind your business. I'm grown. Hey, Green Label. Hello. And <laughs> um, maybe a couple glasses of wine and that's it. Yeah, I just, I feel like... Yeah, I feel like maybe I need more of the, because I feel like in the past, like there's so many different age ranges that we all just kind of disperse to different parts of the house. Mm-hmm. There's not necessarily that real interaction with everybody. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, that's what I would like, more of the interaction with everyone. So I think maybe that's why people prefer the Friendsgiving, mm-hmm. because it's like, we're all in the same age range. We all know like, these are the activities that we're going to do. We're all going to have a a good time collectively. Yeah. 
So, okay. So, I think that. I know that. you're not going to come, but I'm going to invite you to my Thanksgiving. Are you cooking? I am cooking. I don't like turkey, friend. Are you going to make mac and cheese? I don't eat macaroni and cheese, but my sister's making it. Oh, thank you. Well, given this situation that is at hand, we won't go into detail. I don't even know what the plans are. I know. At this point. But if you but need thank some you, place friend. to go, you can come. That is the one good thing about living out of state is that everybody wants to invite you over. I'm like, sure. And I normally make my rounds. I do. I normally make my rounds. Um, but one last thing I wanted to get into. Tory Lanez. He made a statement and he said, he basically was saying that if a chick's not in my same tax bracket, I can't fuck with you. And a girl shouldn't be asking me for anything that she can't afford to get on her own. What do you think about that? See now he is a millionaire. I fucking agree with him, no. Don't ask me for shit you wouldn't normally buy your goddamn stuff. I agree with that. The tax bracket thing, eh. I see what he's saying. He's like the come up because I'm not going to pick up somebody that's making $20,000 a year and you think that I'm going to sit up here and take care of you because I'm a multimillionaire or something like that. You need to work for your shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's different if you're in school and you, you know, you're trying to get somewhere. Then if I was a multimillionaire, we're together. Okay, you know, I help you pay for school. I'll help you out, but I'm not taking care of you. Okay. I think, see, I don't even think about it that, like, I, I just think of, like I said, with relationship, I kind of feel like if I had this, you need to have that too. I get it. When I when I first started dating, my father overheard me tell a dude, and I was dead serious. I said, if your hustle doesn't match mine, we cannot be together. Hello? If you are not ambitious to want to go and get it, I don't know where we going, because you ain't going with me. I have a car. I expect you to at least have a car. And it ain't got to be- Or at least know how to drive. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to own your car. It could be your mama's car or something like that. Have something. Have something to match me. I would never ask someone something that I couldn't afford to buy myself. That's true. And that's why when Josh was like, what do you want for Christmas? I said money. Because the bitch ain't got none. So the least you can do is give me some. <laughs> yeah, like, but I've never I've never had the luxury of being amongst such a, such a rich man to be like, I feel like if I, I always think to myself, like, if I ever had an encounter with a celebrity, I'm asking some practical shit. Like, you, like, fuck the shoes, fuck a car, fuck a trip. You're trying to pay these student loans. Huh? You're trying to do that. I don't need no expense because I'm going to take the bag and then I'm going to go sell it so I can get that money. So it's just me. Well, whatever. I don't want a bag. Because I don't want no expensive bag, and then I leave you alone, and I have this multi-thousand-dollar bag, but I barely had $20 in my purse. Mm-hmm. I think that's stupid. Just me personally. But I don't know about the tax bracket, but I understand why, like, from a money perspective of, like, with the whole tax bracket conversation, I feel like when people begin to have a certain type of money where when you're used to a certain type of lifestyle of things... There's just shit that you're just not going to understand mm-hmm. because you don't have that kind of money. And that's okay. But I don't want to have to compensate my living because you ain't used to shit. Or because you don't have that. So I kind of see his point. I agree. Would you be like offended if a man said like, now nah, you too broke, can't talk to you, girl? No. Because I probably, oh no, I am too broke. Well, your limits is what you're saying? Yeah. No, your role? Yeah. 
I know my role. Like when I met Genuine. I know my role. I was young. Did as I tell Kunle saw him at the airport the other day? Yeah, he lives down here. That it, it's it's always weird, like when you know a celebrity near lives lives nearby, but then when you see them, it's just like, oh shit! Mm-hmm. He, hello there. Just like um, what is his name? There's a lot of celebrities from this area. Fat boy, God, fat. Boy. Fat trail. No, he's an older rapper. You, Bismarcky. Yeah, yeah, he lives down here. I didn't know that. I ran into him at the um. What is that sandwich place? Jersey Mike's and more. I love Jersey Mike's. I love it too. But that lip is blowing the fuck out of me. When I saw him, he was like... It's like dry. That lip was like down here. It was juicy meat, but the bottom part was like crunchy. I was like, ugh. You know what? Can I just talk about that for a second? I hate when men... Like, so Randall from This Is Us, I just, I love him. But he just always looks like he just never drank enough water. Like, just never. And me, the first thing I look at on men is their mouth. Really? Yeah. I look at fingernails because that shows how fucking clean you are. And I just feel like no matter how much brand, like sometimes when I watch the show, I'll be like, lick your lip, Randall. Just lick it. Just. <coughs> that's what you get. You know, I don't like ugly. That is what you get. I definitely choked. That you okay? <clears throat> if you can, if it's coughing, keep coughing. Well, because I needed to say that it's true. You never like seen a man and like you look good and it's just like, I think you should drink water. No, I see a man and I see like the dirt up under his fingers. I'm like, mm, maybe you should wash your hands. What do you do? Do you like signal like, like what do you do? Nothing. Like if you want somebody to fix something and it's bothering you, like what do you do? Mm. See, I'm bold. I'd be like, um, you know, you got some dirt up under your hands. Okay, so what if it was like somebody's breath? I think it depends. Okay, so okay. <laughs> I am bold, but I, with certain people. I know that sounds weird. I'm bold with certain people. Just... Okay, so I had a situation when I was in college and this guy was talking to me. His breath didn't normally smell. But like, he was one of the people that like to talk close to you. And like, it just... I was like, what's that? Like, it just hit me. It was like garbage juice. Like, I just couldn't. Oh, my God. And, like, you know how, like, you try to, like, mm-hmm. like you try breath. to, like, hold your breath, but, like, like do, like, a, like a head swerve. You try mm-hmm. to, like, back up a little. They didn't get the memo. And I just couldn't take, I just, you know, and, like, you're like I'm, I was like, oh, I popped a piece of gum. Like, oh, do you? Oh, no, I'm good. I'm straight. Like, no, I think you need some. No, gum. I think you need a piece. I think you need this gum. I think you need this. Hmm. I feel like depending on the situation, we as people don't think we're as bold as we, we're not yeah. as bold as we think that we are. Yeah. Hmm. Well, my friend, do you have anything else this week? I don't. Friend, this was your week. I'm so proud of you because I didn't have shit for you this week. It's totally okay. So this week's music plug. First of all, first of all, with this music plug... His name is Gallant. I did not know he was from fucking Maryland, and I've been listening to him. Did you know that? No. Okay. Well, he's from Columbia. I did not fucking know that. Anywho, Gallant has a new album out, and it's called Sweet Insomnia. I cannot pick a favorite song on there. 
but you should definitely check it out. Um, but the two highlighted songs on the album are Sweet Insomnia featuring Slack and then Sleep On It. Okay. So make sure y'all go ahead and check him out. He is a native to the DMV area, y'all. All right, guys. That's it. Bye. Bye, guys. Oh.